Hey, 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 it is Jasmine Haley here with the Legacy Speaker Show, and we have our guest for this week, Arnita Craighead. Now, let me tell you why we've invited her to come on here. She is a keynote speaker and CEO of The Motivating Factor. Founded in 2017, The Motivating Factor is focused on mental health, wellness, suicide prevention, and survival She's dedicated to empowering others. She delivers messages in an engaging and relatable way. And while the seriousness of her topics that she tackles could make most people uncomfortable, her candor, her sincerity, and understanding helps her connect with her audiences and puts them at ease. She holds a BA in corporate communications, an MBA in entrepreneurship and leadership and organizational management, and is certified and is a certified life coach. And she's one of our dear, dear community members. And we cannot wait for y'all to listen in on this vital conversation that impacts us as human beings. We are human beings that are running businesses and we do need to understand how to overcome challenges and continue to reach our highest potential. So welcome, Arnita. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So I kind of want to dive into just what made you center your speaking focus specifically on mental health, wellness, prevention, and survival, because for most ambitious women, ambitious professionals, we are told to put on our big girl panties. We're told to, or our big, a big man boxes, whatever you want to name it, whatever you wear, (laughs) whatever undergarments you wear, right? We, we've been told to kind of put things aside and we've noticed even after the pandemic, how there's been this huge shift of, okay, there needs to be a focus on wellness because people are losing their lives. People are um, not able to deal with their day to day. So I would love to know what is the mission and story behind why you center your expertise in this, in this um, space. Absolutely. So it took me a long time to get to this point and to really dig deep. Um, This subject is near and dear to my heart because I have personal experience with it. And that's why I decided to center on it. So I am actually a survivor myself, which is something that a lot of people don't know. Um, It's a very dark place. It's a hard place to be in. You don't know who to talk to. You don't know who you can trust. You don't even know if you can trust yourself a lot of times when you're dealing with that, whether it is suicide ideation, whether it's actually an attempted suicide or it's the survival. And all of that is impacted by whether you have mental health wellness, right? And it can be triggered by so many things. And what I found in going through the and misconceive what it's about all the time. So people, you will hear a lot of times, oh, people that consider suicide are weak or people mm-hmm. that, you know, can't take, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour work days. They're weak. If you can't do an 80 hour work week. No, it's not. Weak. Yep. Some of it is just completely insane. We weren't created that way. And so after having my own about others who were going through it, I said, you know what? I'm I survive look through this and understand what it's all about. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what is, what's really, I don't know, you know, like, I feel like there's a shift. So I'm technically a millennial. And in my upbringing, my parents and their parents' parents, they weren't really taught to um, talk about feelings. They, They were taught to kind of push through, add more on your plate. It's almost like this survival mechanism that never really led to thriving, which I'm pulling in some of the words from, from the work that you do. Right. And when we look at our businesses, when we look at where we're growing, mental health needs to be considered at some point in time. And we're seeing now that people are being forced to, um, go through treatment, whether they're being forced to, to handle it, organizations are being forced to consider it by, by actually making it a part of their organizational policies. It's here to stay. And it definitely is something that needs to be discussed on a regular basis. I would love to know from you, like with your own work, the people, the organizations you've worked for, um, you know, how do, how do people even start that conversation? Where did I even, where, where should they even begin? Because challenges will show up. Adversities will come. It's a part of life, you know, and we're going to have to get to a place of managing it or seeking help if we can't. So where do people even really start in that journey? Organizations or individuals as a whole? So I think that there are a couple of things. First of all, I will applaud the companies that are offering mental health services because I think that's a great thing. I think the first place to start is the individual. So the individual has to say, you know what, I I can't do this by myself. And they have to realize they don't do, they don't have to do it by themselves. And to say, hey, I need help and to realize that there are resources out there. I think for the companies, the biggest thing is to let people know, let their employees know, let other organizations know, hey, we do have the resources. You have to put that out there. If your employees don't know that you have the resources, how can you expect them to utilize them? You can't. Also, we need to really work on taking away the stigma because if you say we have resources for mental health wellness to help people, but we're going to penalize you if you need to take a day off or if you, you know, are getting counseling, you know, it, it, that is not, some people say, well, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. No, that feels like retaliation to an employee when they're trying to get healthy so that they can be a one healthier person for themselves and two, so that they can be a healthier employee. So I think making sure that there, that there's adequate communication to your employees and letting them know that A, there are resources, and then what are the resources? And I think it's very, very important to people to let them know that you're gonna keep things confidential. You know, therapists are obligated by law to keep things confidential, right? So I think letting them know you're going to keep them confidential, creating what I call a safe space for people to come. Because when people feel safe, they're more likely to open up. Um, Mm -hmm. They may feel safe with a colleague, but they may not feel safe with the manager because that colleague creates that safe space and the manager doesn't. Mm 
But I think it's important to educate everybody. You know, it starts usually in the HR space. Well, from the HR space, it needs to trickle down. And there needs to be adequate training, I think, at the executive and management level. I don't always think that there's adequate training. So I think if you provide the adequate training to your managers, your supervisors, your VPs, all of those people and help them understand what the resources are for and how to use them, and then provide them with communication bullet points to share that information across the board and make a comfortable environment for your employees to utilize those services. I think that's where you start. Open, and then the second thing, have the conversations. Open up mental health conversations. You can have focus groups. You can have a speaker come in. You can, there are so many things that you can Like do. Arnita. Yes. Like Arnita. <laughs> you can, but open up those conversations. I think that's the thing. And if you don't open up those conversations, then people don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's take it down to like the individual level because a lot of our absolutely. a lot of our clients are are from that are business owners. They're professionals or they're business business owners. And there's something about each of us that we need to tap into because there's something very vulnerable about sharing your message, selling it just in business, but then sharing it from a stage. Right. Absolutely. There's something about taking up space that can be that can trigger up a whole bunch of stuff. Right. As you're going out and sharing your message. So I would love to know, like on an individual level, as you were as you take a look at your own journey as a speaker, what were some of the things that you had to tap into to overcome some of the barriers that we sometimes put in place or they may could they may be put in place by others so that we can reach our highest potential therapy. That's the first thing I'm going to say. And I really want to remove the stigma, the shame, the embarrassment around therapy. That is something that I tapped into because it was a very tough time. And I want people to realize that there's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy is not this, oh my God, I just got it. They're going to dig deep and they're going to find out the worst parts of me. But if they do, so what? It's okay. Therapy mm -hmm. is to help you heal. And I don't, I don't think people look at it like that. And that was the thing. For me, I had to tap into, okay, in order to deliver this message, and not only to deliver it, but to deliver it and to help people to truly hear my heart, I needed to dig deeper so that I could heal. So therapy is the first thing that I tapped into. Um, honesty, you have to be honest with yourself, even outside of therapy, and say, okay, you know what? I dealt with this, I did this, I faced this. And in that honesty comes accountability. Take accountability for maybe some mistakes that you made, but don't harp on those things. You just have to be real with yourself. When you can be real with yourself, which is what I had to do, then you explore and get to a whole other section or a whole other understanding, if you will, a whole other understanding of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. And the other thing for me, what I tapped into is I realized that it was bigger than me. I went through this experience. I survived it. I'm still living, but it's not about me. It is now for me about helping other people to understand you can survive it. You can do things where you don't even have to get to that point. And if you survived it, 
there is life beyond just the survival, right? So when you are able to get into that and tap into that and you're able to see what that looks like, I figured I could be an example. And so if people can listen to me, see what I look like, because I have so many people say, oh, you don't look like what you've been through. Thank God. Because <laughs> I would be a hot mess. I would be on nobody's stage. I would not be on this podcast if I did. But I had to tap into the fact it's bigger than me at this point. And I just kept getting that tap on the shoulder because I would be honest, I was not here for it. I was like, I'm not sharing this story because I was embarrassed. But that's why I want to help remove the embarrassment and the shame because you don't have anything to be embarrassed or to be ashamed about. And I feel like if people can see me and see that I've been able to move beyond that and the life that I've been blessed to create by helping others, then they'll see that they can do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the most powerful things that we can come to terms with is understanding that we're not alone. Absolutely. We're not alone. And I love the fact that you had this opportunity and you decided to continue to help others, right? And when I think about just business in general, we're all providing some sort of solution. We're providing some sort of solution to someone. But life, life's. Life be life in. Life be life in. <laughs> Seriously. Life be life in. Life be life in. It don't care about what purpose you got, legacy you have. Like it shows up. And I have seen how, when life be life in, how it impacts even me and my own business. And for me, I've had to set up systems, I've had to hire people to help support, I've had to seek out therapy, I've had to seek out friends who could give me the moral support that I need. Like I couldn't, I had to come to terms with understanding, like, I can't do this alone anymore. Absolutely. I cannot do it alone. And you don't have to. I think that's what a lot of people, especially as business owners, even when you have a small business, people are like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Okay. You got 50,000 things to do. You can't do it alone, nor do you have to, nor should you. And I think that that's a big part of what we have to, you know, realize, like you said, putting systems in place is critical. Whether you're a business owner or even if you work a full-time job, you have to still put some type of systems in place to be able to operate and function at an optimal level. And I don't mm -hmm. think that people think about that. There's one other thing I want to add, Jasmine, because you said, what's something else I tapped into? The art of stepping away. As a business owner, it is so important that we do that because just because you're a business owner doesn't mean that you have to work 24-7-365. There is peace, there is solace in stepping away and rejuvenating yourself so that you can be the best you for you, your family, your business. And some people think that they have to work to the bone, well, guess what else that does if you do that? It affects your mm -hmm. mental health because mm -hmm. mentally you're not capable of moving forward in a positive manner because you'll start snapping mm -hmm. at people. You will start mm -hmm. getting, you're supposed to be at this function, but you're at the wrong place. You are at the wrong time because you're not able to think straight. So mm -hmm. that's something 
that I think people need to think about as well. Like you said, you know, taking vacation, taking time off and just stepping away and realizing that that is something that is key for mental health wellness, time for you. Because truly, I have discovered the real luxury is peace. Ooh. That's the real luxury. Yes. Save for the people in the back. Okay. That's so true. It's so true. And I've noticed even for myself as a business owner, when I am, and just as an individual, you know, I have multiple, multiple hats I'm wearing. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a business owner. I mean, there's multiple responsibilities. And I've noticed that when I've been, when I've moved forward and whatever it is that I was doing, I, I can work hard. I have no problem working hard. But then I notice like some kind of crazy negative talk that will show up. Like I can't do it or this ain't meant for you. And all you you need to quit it right now. Ain't nobody going to buy not one thing from you. You you tripping right now. Who wants to hear you talk? Like those kind of things will come up in my head. And I realized it was directly correlated to not taking enough space or time for rest when the when it got louder. The more loud it got was because I didn't take that rest. And I love the fact that you emphasize that. How are you going to overcome your challenges if you don't take a step back and take a few minutes to think about what those challenges are and mm-hmm. then to develop a solution? If yes. you're constantly going, guess what? You're constantly coming up with new challenges or you're going to be faced with new challenges, just to say. And I get you with that negative talk because it happens to me sometimes. You got, as they say, you got the angel over here, you got the devil over here. You know, you got mm-hmm. it on your shoulder and you got to... Take that step back. But how are you going to overcome the challenges? And if you don't overcome your challenges, how are you going to reach your highest potential? It's not possible. Yep. yep. 24-7, 365, that is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so in order to overcome, you have to figure out what really works for you. And one of those things, one of the biggest things, and people think they're like, oh, mental health is a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. Psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, counselors, therapists have been around for eons. There is a bigger light on it as more thing, as things have become more prevalent. I think the mm-hmm. pandemic shined an even bigger light on mm-hmm. those things because people were starting to deal with a lot of things in their homes, you know, mm-hmm. the schools. But if you think about it, over the past several years, there's been a lot of children these school-aged children that have been dealing with suicide and the parents don't know how to handle it. The teachers don't know how to handle it. And that's where I come in to sit and talk with them about kind of the signs and the things that you can do to help that. So it's definitely about prevention and the survival, but we have to realize these teachers, these parents, these principals, these administrators, everybody, they're facing challenges. So they've got to be able to overcome the challenges so that they can work with their children adequately, so that they can communicate adequately, the parents and the administrators and the teachers. If you're in a corporate job, you've got to be able to do the same thing. And if you're a business owner, so that you can put the right systems in place and so that you can present yourself in the best light. But like you said, if you don't take the time, you know, you realize what it was, but everybody's got to take a step back and not feel guilty about it. So many people have guilt associated. Well, if I I don't take the time, nothing's going to work. Why is it not going to work? That's why you build systems and put them in place. That's why if you have a full-time job, you have coworkers who can assist you. 
Because if something mm-hmm. happens to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now we're getting towards the conclusion of our discussion today. And I've got to ask you this question. I ask every single person that comes in, okay. what was the best business advice you've ever received? Or you can add in a, an advice that has been given to you specifically for mental health or uh, wellness. Wow, that's a big question, Jasmine. <laughs> the best business advice I've ever received is probably three words. Do it afraid. Because I was so scared to talk to people about, you know, being a survivor myself. Like I said, there was shame and embarrassment. But, and I didn't necessarily receive that business advice specifically to this, but it was just business advice in general. And so I said, you know what? It's okay if I'm scared, if I'm afraid, do it afraid because eventually you won't be afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they that ne- true words have never been spoken because mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to share my story anymore. I'm not embarrassed to share it anymore because my thing is if I can save one life, then I, I've made an impact. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. So listen, listeners, uh, I, Arnita has this amazing resource for you. It's called a deserve level worksheet. And I hope that you all have an opportunity to learn from her because she speaks specifically about raising your deserve level. And it is very powerful. And I think it's something that we should all look at whatever, what at whatever stage we're at professionally or within our own business. So to get access to it inside of our show notes, you'll see her uh, email, email her. She will give you that deserve level worksheet. It's at the motivating factor. The A is, and the T is replaced with the number eight, but I would love for you to just share where listeners can find you online. Absolutely. You can go to the motivatingfactor.com. You can go to IG at The Motivating Factor, or you can go to Facebook at The Motivating Factor, and you can find me in all three places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Arnita, for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jasmine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I want all of you to know is that if you know that you are in a corporate setting, if you are planning your next conference or event, there needs to be a component in there that really taps into the mental health wellness. And so I'm going to highly recommend that you reach out to Arnita so you can find out what her training services do include. Because one of the things that have popped up in my own personal journey, in my business, in my, in my life, is the fact that entrepreneurship is a mental, physical, and spiritual journey We can't decide which one we're going to work on. They all need to be worked on as we're progressing to our next level. And so one of the ways we do that, the very first step, if we look at educational methodology, is building awareness is the very first step, is educating yourself, gaining the knowledge. And so this discussion today was essential. Yes, this podcast is meant to talk about how do you can build and scale your legacy and to do so through the vehicle of speaking. But a p- component of that vehicle of speaking includes you and challenges that you may need to overcome. 
so that you can reach your highest level. So we wanted to bring this conversation for a reason, because we know that there is a true holistic approach that's needed in order to have success in business, as well as in speaking and training. So I encourage you to reach out to Arnita if you need help in developing your own speaking topics and your own speaking journey, follow us at uh, jasminehaley.com and we will see you at our next episode.